Marcos. Hello. How's it going, man? <laughs> so we're here with uh, Walker Reynolds, 4.0 Solutions, Marcos. How do you say your last name? Well, uh, now I go for Mark, Mark to keep it simple. <laughs> so you are the owner, founder of uh, Tatsoft, and that's your, it. Your main product is Factory Studio. That's it. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I know this is kind of something that is a bit, you know, new for like industrial controls and industrial software companies to kind of get out there and share their story. So I I thank you for you know being courageous and uh, <laughs> opening yourself up to our questions. And uh, so I think we want to start off with, you know, how did you, you know, you've been at Tatsoft for like 10 years now. How did you yes. come to form Tatsoft? Well, uh, even I look that young, I'm three decades in that market. <laughs> You'll never guess that, but that's true. And I started working to a system integration company when we were starting to do automation with PC computers. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> it was uh, 1985. They started to do automation with PC computers and PLCs. And at that time, the software tools for the integrators, they're very, very hard to deploy. <laughs> so having, feeling the pain in the field, in the startup for a few years, I decided to create my own platform for SCADA HMI, and I'm on that area since then, <laughs> just evolving the technology to each new generation of technologies, I create a new platform. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you think it takes to be a successful software company? Uh, there are very large automation groups out there that, of course, you cannot go one-to-one -one on their business model. So uh, I am what you can call the old-style software company, which, which is very passionate and very focused <laughs> in solve some specific problems. In our case, it's real-time <laughs> data management and visualization. And if you put that passion on that specific niche, whatever that niche is, you'll be successful. Right. Uh, because the very large players, they are dealing with five, 10,000 product lines in their portfolio. And the innovation on the software was always created by those smaller companies with passion, very strong feelings to solve some specific problems. And that's what I've been doing. Is a factory studio, <clears throat> so everybody who's watching the podcast, they hear me drop factory studio all the time as, as a best-in-class solution. You know, in our opinion, it's, it's essentially ignition in .NET. That's what I always say. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, we envision factory studio long-term as being the data hub in most enterprises, right? So in industry 4.0 applications, we envision a unified namespace and all hardware and software and um, all users, all consumers of data are both, they're both uh, consumers and publishers of data into that namespace. And we see Factory Studio is, is that namespace in the middle, right? So when you developed Factory Studio, which was in late, you know, like 09, 10, 11, I think the first release came in 2012, was that yes. the? 2012. What was the approach that you took? So, so because I mean, I love your platform. I mean, it, but what I want to know is what was different about your thinking than other software companies to have you build the platform the way that you did? For example, 
using both C Sharp and .NET scripting and being mm -hmm. able to toggle back and forth between the two. No one's ever done that, <laughs> right? And now that you you know you have a Python API that yes. you're that you just you guys uh -huh. just developed, right? So now you're gonna you're supporting C Sharp, .NET, .NET and, and, Python. and Python, all three scripting uh -huh. languages. <laughs> What was the approach that you took to build the platform the way you did? Why, how is your thinking different than other software developers? To understand that, you need to know where I come from. Okay. So I was also the founder of a company named Indusofts that's now under the Aviva branch. Right. And we're a very successful traditional SCADA HMI company. Uh, perhaps that brand was not that widely known, but we have lots of brand labels. We have more than 20 brand labels. In one point, more than 50% of the Windows C market was our brand label. And uh, doing for more than 10 years, that's traditionally SCADA, HMI applications, and all those concepts of Industry 4.0 starting to pop up, I could see very easily the limitations of not only our platform, but all the automation frameworks that were, they were there. Because they were created not only using legacy technologies, but mm -hmm. legacy concepts as well. <laughs> so when I was, the reason I sold out my previous business and created from scratch, was exactly to create a platform to address those limitations that you described very well. What are those limitations? The ability to work as a data hub, the ability to have more advanced data models. Mm -hmm. And there are some specific examples that I can give to be more practical. Uh, if you pick up the typical real-time database as a comp that's there for two decades, right, yeah. uh, you have a digital, you have an, an analog data, you have string messages, but the needs for the current data model you need to have data tables. You need to have data sets. You need to have JSON objects. Right. <laughs> so even still have that traditional 20 years old concepts of your tag model and the modules exchange information, <laughs> uh, the contents of that real-time database and the functionality, it's a complete new design. That's right, yeah. So when I did uh, the Factory Studio, that was from 2009 to 2012, the first release, then 2014, a new major one, and now in 2018, another new major one, was really to address uh, that those new requirements you described. Well, you know, it's amazing when you, it, when you when you put it that way, right? So you ha you had, you know, you were you were a f the founder of Indusoft, which, by the way, Indusoft is a is a widely known yeah, I platform. Know. I mean, everyone knows Indusoft. Thanks for that. Yeah, it won, it won platform of the year this year in in uh, Controls Engineering Magazine. I mean, it is definitely a widely known platform. I can tell you that when I started yeah. Intellic Integration, my business partner was a huge yeah. Indusoft. And in fact, fan. I'm surprised that with the longevity of the platform, I'm very happy. <laughs> but if you think about it, essentially what you did with Factory Studio, it, imagine if Microsoft just threw the Office platform away today. Let's say they just they sold Microsoft Office and then they built it from scratch based on what they had learned about the needs of the market today. Mm -hmm. Well, not only today, but you saw where the market was more heading. The oh, going. yes. So you think about it's it's just like a Zoom, uh, Zoom teleconferencing. So I don't know if you guys use Zoom, but Zoom teleconferencing is 
is by far the best teleconferencing application out there on the market. It, it, phenomenal streaming quality. Uh, all of the, the feature sets, I mean, you, you know, digital whiteboarding between the group. I mean, it, it's what teleconferencing was supposed to be. And I wanted to know why is it that Zoom is so superior to all of the other, all of the other available uh, platforms out there, Uber Conference and you know, WebEx and you know, all that stuff. And when, so when I interviewed the, the guys at Zoom, they said, oh, I was the product manager for WebEx at Citrix. <laughs> I, left Web, I left Citrix uh -huh. and took my entire team with me. And then we built Zoom from the ground up based on what we had learned, what, mm -hmm. what the market really needed. And we couldn't do that with WebEx. So we had to start all over. And, it, and it's really the same thing that you, so that, that explains a lot. Yes. Uh, in fact, I must say that's not only myself. I have some very nice, uh, very talented people that work with me for more than 20 years now. So when you're able to see, to live through those generations of technology, I always talk about that. Yeah. I started moving from PGP computers, VMS computers, to DOS. Then from DOS to Windows. Then from Windows 16 bits to Windows 32 bits. And now to this complete new environment that's not only a new operating system, <laughs> it's a complete set of in interconnect technologies. When you're able to live that long, <laughs> yeah. you learn that the only way to really leverage uh, that new environment is to start from scratch. Uh, mm -hmm. But to be fair, it's very painful to do that. Took three years. It sounds like it took three years to build Just the to put the product on the market, more five years to establish. It's a five, 10 years uh, endeavor that if you start to do traditional financial analysis, <laughs> let, uh, you don't do <laughs> You only do that because you love the thing, you want to improve, you want to get better. You don't do that based on... Well, it helps that you, you started with Indusoft and you were able to sh sell your ownership yeah. in Indusoft. I mean, you had seed money, right? Uh, yes. But, I, mean, but I, I can only imagine, we develop our own software products uh -huh. as well. And they're expensive. I mean, it's very expensive it to is. develop a, a software platform. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, the reasons we have so many out-of-date platforms still being used, if you go the pure financial analysis, you come up, do you know, let's do some improvements on my platform. Add this new nice flavor of IoT <laughs> here, right. a Java component there. Uh, because when you look the payoff for the two, five years, that will be uh, the reason. So the decision when I decide by the end of the year uh, 2008, 2010, to do that was not based on financial projections. It was really uh, for the, as I told you of the passion, we, we like to work on that. Yeah. So you like to have nice things. Yeah. You like to have new things. You like to have clean, beautiful designs. That was really what's behind that initiative. So let me ask you a question about where you guys are located. So, <clears throat> I, Dave, so Dave, I know that you're in Chicago mm -hmm. and you're vice president of sales. You're in Houston, right, Mark? Yes. Um, where, where is Tatsoft's home base? Um, so when you say Tatsoft is, its home is here. 
It's, yeah, is it Houston, Houston, Texas? Houston. Okay, it's Houston, Texas. Yes, but frankly, uh, I probably heard about those concepts of 4.0 to be decentralized. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And to have lots of decisions on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> well, our company works the same way the business model. So we have people in many places. <laughs> That's how we are. It's a, as uh, in Telic Integration 4.0, we we're all we have five offices but we're all over the place there's no and and that's the future i, I mean it's not the future it's the present um mm -hmm. you know the the need to have your entire team in one brick and mortar building is it it's that's an antiquated way of thinking so can you guys explain so for the people who i mean i talk about factory studio a lot in our whiteboard series uh -huh. and stuff but I never really explain i never give the sales pitch right mm -hmm. i i i'm talking from a technical standpoint so you know do you guys want to give the the 30 second elevator pitch on what factory studio is and and who benefits the most from it uh you, you do that oh, okay that, that's fine when i talk about factory studio and i'm introducing it to people usually it's because they they have expressed a need or a pain of some sort or a gain that they're trying to achieve and their old software isn't letting them do it either based on the new platforms today that they they want wireless, they want remote, they want true, you know, they want to use their iPads or iPhones and leverage all the resources on them as they're developed. What I tell people is it's, it's like if you could take 30 years of engineering experience and step back and get rid of all those legacy tools and everything that the design and everything just like Mark was just talking about and use it on today's modern platforms, take full advantage of what they offer put it all in one self-contained package where it's not a bunch of modules. You know, you get one, it's a system, right? So, you an know- environment, you, An environment, it's really- It's an, an environment. It's really an a environment, platform. yeah, or, yeah. Whatever word, yeah, but that's a good one, an environment. It makes it easy to use because you don't have to worry, gee, I upgraded that module or updated that module, now it doesn't work with this one. I've worked with modular-based packages before, I know that that's an issue. So I'll bring that up that it's a fully integrated development environment, um, that everything comes with it. There are no options, really. You get visualization, data collection, alarming, reporting, networking, all that stuff with it, just when I'm talking about the platform itself. But I talk about the longevity. I talk about the advantage of being a .NET product, that it runs across any Windows platform, going back to XP Service Pack 3. Right, so if they I, the same version I'm running on my Windows 10 computer can go back through all those flavors of, of Windows that have come out before and Linux, right? And on that docs next, I will add also some information on that because we have the server side components, uh, and we have we can have some solutions the server and client in the same ad device, but in, in a large sense we have the server side components and we have the client-side components. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I put all that emphasis on the .NETs, the people ask, oh, what about the new web standard, HTML5, JavaScript? I say, we support those things in our platform on the, for the client-side tools. So when you're deploying application Factory Studio, you can use HTML5 and JavaScript to create the UI. <laughs> But when you go to the server-side components, uh, the Microsoft servers, uh, the .NET platform is amazingly powerful, robust, and stable 
uh, environments. <laughs> yeah, I know Walker. Walker says all the time that like the factory studio is just blistering fast, built on .NET, and it is. But you also, like you said, it's web-based or web server-centric, where the clients can run an HTML5 or native. You also have a native app. Oh yes, we have a native app for mm. iPhones and iPads. <laughs> So and native uh, clients on the operating system. Exactly. You got a native client, and then you we got have native clients in Unix. And you guys are already on version 8.1, so you're a little bit ahead of the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so there, there, for me, um, so the advantage of the .NET for me, I'm not a .NET developer. I'm a Python guy, but um, the advantage of the .NET for me is using so Factory Studio for the the power users out there leverages IntelliSense to be able to browse all of the, the scripting methods. So one of the most powerful parts of um, Factory Studio is that you can use IntelliSense to browse the .NET libraries that are available for you, the DLLs that you want to use to develop within the application. So you not factory. Also your tags too. Yeah, factory. Yeah, you can. That's right. Use IntelliSense to view the actual tag objects that you've created. Mm -hmm. Tags are actually objects in Factory Studio. So actually, everything's an object in Factory Studio. Yes. Literally, anything you add in anything. there is an object. An alarm group, a device. And so they're all browsable through IntelliSense. Mm -hmm. So it becomes what's amazing though. What's what's the most amazing part of it? Is that you're not just developing within the Factory Studio environment. You know, all the things that you could do in Visual Studio where you were going to build your own custom application, you could do from inside of Factory Studio mm -hmm. because Factory Studio leverages all of the same tools. So and you and they're browsable. So it's 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 a really sounds like you like Factory Studio. <laughs> oh, I really I mean no, it's a it's earlier, a really powerful platform, man. This really. morning uh, you were saying that um, you know, you like Marcos and Dave. But that's not why you advocate for the platform, because you advocate for it because you actually like the technology. And So when I'm evaluating a platform, or when I'm evaluating a solution to advocate for, I was telling Mark that yeah. you know, how, how many, you know, how many uh, hardware or software providers are there in the space? There's hundreds. That, you know, hundreds, thousands of them, right? I, I pretty much advocate for about six products. I mean, you'll hear me mention the same six products over and over and over again. And that's because they're the only six product groups I've come across that hit all the things that I care about. So I care about that the organization's values based, you know, they have actual values that are leading the organization. Tats off, check. I care that the company is agile. That is, and for those that don't know, agile means that they are responsive to the needs mm. of the consumer base. There's a new feature we need, and you can't tell me I gotta wait two years for the next major release, right? It, it, are you agile enough to respond to the needs of the market? Tats off, check. In fact, all the, all the, the stuff that you've developed in the first quarter this MQTT. year. MQTT. Yeah, the MQTT support, the Python scripting, language, those are all things that we requested. Yes. We gave you a, this long list after training last year, yeah. but these are things we'll, we would like to see, and we just went through it, and you said, oh yeah, we can do all those, and we'll break them up like this, and, and that whole list will likely be completed by the end of the summer. I mean, it's really kind of crazy in, t in terms of the level of agility. And it's great for us because the problem is we have way too many options. <laughs> so if I put myself and my engineers, oh, let's decide we're going to do the product only for fun. We can pick up 100 ideas that you may justify. Uh, but it's very hard to evolve the product like that. We need someone <laughs> like Walk that is doing the real 
thing no. <laughs> with the real requirements to pick up those priorities. That why we have discussed about Python for a long time, but we said, no, now that's the time yeah. because we have a real use cases for that. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the other thing, the platform has to be open, right? right. Factory Studio is a fully open architecture platform. Anything there, plays with anything. There's a single, there's one proprietary component of the architecture and that's the Factory Studio um, uh, communications protocol. When you're talking between apps, you're doing that through whatever well, you... Well, but that's just a communication protocol for efficiency. Right, <laughs> that's literally the only... Mm -hmm. and, but that's not something we can connect into with external applications, but everything else we can. We can do it through MQTT, we can do it through OPC UA, we can do it through databases, we can do it through REST or SOAP calls, we can we have all the you know web services, we have all of the open architecture components of the platform. And also that uh, .NET, he starts to explain about the layers. I'll go back to that because that's not very common to have that. When you create a platform in Java or for Windows, Typically, you have your own closed package. You can provide some scripting capabilities, but you don't really give access to the, the system, to the whole platform where you were created. Yeah. So one thing that I can say, I'm not be humble on how, one thing that we did that was quite unique was when you decide to create a system top of the .NET framework, we add this layer but still allowing from our system to access everything that was behind on, on our native platform. And we did our extensions for the model. And uh, that's a little abstract, frankly, but when you go <laughs> to deploying projects, uh, you don't have only our products. You have the decades of experience right on Microsoft creating uh, the .NET. Mm -hmm. And frankly, some people say that uh, Microsoft was not great with the .NET because they just pick up everything that Java has that was good and create their own platform on top of those good concepts. But frankly, that's a good thing to say. <laughs> oh yes, they really did that. .NET was great to pick up in many of the good concepts Java was able to put in place and create a framework around those concepts. That's why it's such a powerful platform. Where is Factory Studio installed right now? So what are some examples of the most common use cases for, because our plan for Factory Studio is much bigger than, you know, we, we mm -hmm. see Factory Studio as the data hub, right? The mm -hmm. unified namespace, the environment from which you're gonna solve problems, very similar to what we do with Ignition, same same concept. Uh, but right now, what are some examples of the installations that, I mean, OEMs, it's very common with OEMs right now, right? That's the a big piece of the, uh, where they're, they're shipping yeah, their equipment uh, with Factory Studio on board, yeah. right? Yeah, of course we, we also have many traditional SCADA HMI applications, but I'll talk more about some more newer uh, distribute environments, and I'll ask Dave also to help me here, but I'll give the first one. Of course, because we are in Texas, we should have oil and gas yeah. applications. <laughs> <laughs> so some applications we have that was very nice applications. Uh, we create with the 
have the requirements from their large operation companies, such as Apache and others. So it's a system for uh, get data from uh, the, rig, the from the rigs, where you not only get data, you run some local analytics in real time at the rig sites, and we have all the data aggregation to bring the results plus the local analysis to the central office, where on the central office you do an advanced layer of analytics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so it check all the boxes on distributed applications with analytics on both on the edge and on the server sides. That's some applications that are quite successful. We have, especially early on, we, we ended up in a lot of steel, right? Steel, uh, with steel companies in South America, the t two top biggest steel companies down there using our platform. Echolab is a big user of ours, uh, replacing a lot of legacy systems around the world. Echolab was at the, the training, right? Was there somebody from? Yes. It, it was yes. at the. So uh, Intellic, we're a we're a certified partner with Tatsoft. So we went through, we went through the Tatsoft training, um, mm -hmm. and I actually kind of felt bad because we were. I mean, we were up on the board, you know, whiteboarding, <laughs> and I mean, I, I kind of, I, you know, we got very excited because the the deeper we dug into the platform, the yeah. more excited we got. We were kind of waiting to, as we were going through the training, we were kind of waiting to be disappointed. Right? Well, let's let's talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Hit the wall. Yeah. What, right. what we are were, some of the things that you don't like, Walker, Marcos? Like, what are the, what would you like to see change? What, you know, nothing's perfect, right? So. What are the downsides? Uh, well, I wouldn't. Um, I, there isn't anything I would say is a downside. What I would say is is that there are, there are things about. Um, so you know, you know, I think of it as ecosystem, right? So I need Factory Studio alongside other platforms. I, I need I need lots of tools in my toolbox. So when I'm advising a client on the best in class solution for them, I get to draw from a whole suite of applications. But there are things in so factory studio you know half the time is the you know i'm basically choosing between ignition and factory studio most well, you of the said time. one of the things was server ga gateway scope tags or? yeah so and which you you guys are working on now so right now one of the things about factory studio is that the tags in your projects they're just that they're project tags so factory studio is a server side um it's a server side environment where you can create many many projects on one server a uh, very con common architecture except Right now, the tags are unique to the project, right? You can share tags between projects using the Factory Studio protocol, but it's, that's a manual connection. One of the things that, we're ho that they're working on right now is they're going to be supporting server-side tags. So now you'll have server scope tags that can be shared between all the projects. You'll have project tags. I'm assuming you're keeping that in place, right? And then you have client tags. So you'll have three scopes of tags, but right now there's no server-side tag. So I'd like to see that. And then MQTT broker support um, with Sparkplug B, which you guys already support MQTT as a client. Yes. You're already yeah. an MQTT client, uh -huh. but and you're working on the development of the MQTT broker yes. right now. So those the, the, the big one initially was a database browser, uh, being able to write queries inside, and then... Um, a Python API, which they've mm. they've already delivered both of those. So yeah, it's been a um, they've done a an excellent job. And I, I mean, when it comes, you know, when people ask me where why does Factory Studio stand out, it really stands out for three reasons. Number one, 
uh, because it's native.net mm-hmm. um, and because it's a all-encompassing platform, it literally is the most bleeding edge platform on the market. Mm-hmm. That is, you develop a single application for all of your uses. So I don't have to build a HMI visualization, a SCADA visualization, and a mobile visualization. I build one visualization and use them in all environments. That's number one. Number two, it's blistering fast. I mean, and there's no way to overstate just how fast the visualizations operate. So one of the challenges you have in SCADA is having high resolution updates of your data on the screen, specifically in like SPC calculations. That goes right out the window. I mean, I don't. I mean, we we see some updates in Factory Studio of ten to hundred cycles per second. I mean, of the actual visualization itself, wow. and I think that's a direct result of the fact that Factory Studio is built in .NET. It's so close to the motherboard. Mm-hmm. There's no. There isn't a whole lot of. There aren't a bunch of layers it's got to pass through to redraw the visualization. Mm-hmm. So that that's number two. And then number three, it's just it's wide open. Right. I mean, it's literally a wide open platform. You want to, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is pricing, right? Yeah. Your platform's the least expensive platform on the market. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. When you it's think about- It's actually a problem now, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because when you, when you was uh, 24% lower, it makes sense, new product, new technologies. Mm. New technologies are supposed to cost less, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they don't, but there are some business reasons. But if you do properly, the reason you bring new technologies also to lower costs. Uh, but now we need to see what we need to do of marketing because the thing is when it starts to be the half, people say, oh, are, are those two platforms be able to solve the same problem? Right. Yeah. Yes, so I'm sorry some competitors are raising prices, but well, we need also, to figure gonna, out our need to, marketing. You need to fund the additional development too. I mean, I yeah. personally believe that, I mean, I'm, I'm never an advocate mm-hmm. for raising prices, but mm-hmm. I do think that yeah. your platform's underpriced. If mm-hmm. I'm just, be, I think it, I think the price is very appealing to clients, mm-hmm. but right now, you know, $10,000 being your most expensive licensing package. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, in my opinion, if I own the company, it would be 15,000, probably something in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and you still could, um, yeah, one thing that may happen in the future, uh, as they've described it, we have uh, only one price model with everything we need. Uh, but as the platform grows, we are going to deploy some additional features to some more advanced projects, like those three layers of tag for plant-wide solutions. Yeah. So we may come up with some options for uh, plant-wide solutions that you may see uh, some specific modules with different price to that enterprise level, plant-wide deployments. So would this be like the enterprise version or the... Yes. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. yeah, the enterprise Yeah, that's a good idea. plant-wide solution. That's a good idea. Because then you could still keep your lower, your mm-hmm. existing price mm-hmm. for like machine level, mm-hmm. uh, machine level implementation. Yeah, and also have... process automation. Yeah. Uh, because one thing that's it's worth to mention is connect with that performance. We came from the factory floor, not from the clouds. So uh, when you had all your focus on the client side only, on the web pages, you ask a new page, if you're browsing, it's okay if you take one, five seconds, sometimes you see the progress bar of the browser, I use with that. 
But when you came from the factory floor on process automation as where you came from, if you hit that button and half second later, <laughs> nothing did happen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have some serious problem happening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, part of the architecture is because that's where, uh, where we came from. Um, so this question is for Dave and maybe Jennifer, if we want to get her in. Um, what are some, some sales objections that you guys have when talking to a customer? You know Factory Studio will meet, you know, solve their pain points. What are some of the sales objections that you guys are hearing and how do you guys handle those? The number one thing we, we get asked is, who are you, right? You've got all this great technology, what, we haven't seen you. And so uh, we overcome that by, well, we're, we're good enough for, and we start talking about all these large companies, Fortune 100 companies that are using us. And to them, it doesn't matter that they didn't hear of us before we found them or they found us. The fact is, they, when you look at the platform, Right? I think you had that same response. Well, I was like, who, why didn't I know about this? I said, who, who are you? It's literally what I said. I said, why have I not heard of you guys yeah. before? Th that's right. Yeah. And, and so um, we talked about that we were focused on OEMs early on, and now we're you know, shifting from that slightly or adding to that, I would say. Uh, but that was clearly the number one. Right, so brand, brand recognition. Brand, brand recognition. And so I would talk about our experience in the industry. I would talk about if you could take 30 years worth of, ex of experience in developing software and get rid of all the old code and develop it with today's tools, you would have Factory Studio, right? And then when I start talking about what's important to them in terms of what they're trying to accomplish and that we have all those things, those problems, the name recognition starts to go away. When, when we were in Chicago last summer, um, or fall, when we did the training in Chicago last year, so I, I, I so a little backstory, I met you guys in Chicago at the SCADA Summit. Right last year. I walked by the booth um, and, uh, and what stood out was native, you had native mobile and um, fully integrated and open architecture. Those are the language you had. So that's ultimately the reason I looked at it. Um, after talking to you, I said, hey, can, you, can I get a demo of the software and let me test it tonight? And he said, sure. And he sends me a link and I download the software and we, we took uh, probably maybe three hours developing an application and then I came back in and I said, holy crap, where have y'all been? Mm -hmm. That's literally what I said. I said, how have I not heard of you guys? Because it, A, the fact that I didn't, I watched two of your YouTube videos mm -hmm. to learn the platform. That's all I did. Mm -hmm. And I was able to fully migrate one of my existing templates that I have built in Ignition into Factory Studio in three hours. I mean, I was able to build that, rebuild the entire thing. And so then it was, okay, let's get trained, let's start playing with the software. And when we went to the training in Chicago, just the, I think maybe a couple months later, or maybe even just a month later, it wasn't that long, um, we sent two people from our, our office to do the training, including me. And um, the thing that stood out to me was most of the people in that room already worked with the software. So we were the only ones who had never done a project with Factory Studio yet. So that, and it was a full training. And it was the passion of the people. I mean, this is how you can tell whether a platform is, um, you know, is, is engineer friendly. Mm -hmm. It was the, the excitement of everyone in the room. And they're not begrudgingly like, right. oh, like yeah. you can't do this. It was, do yeah, it was like, it was like, it was as if their creative juices had been, un, had been tapped into. 
that's how you know that a platform's a game changer. Mm-hmm. A couple, I want to say one other thing. A couple of years ago, you guys heard of WonderLogics? You know, okay. So a couple of years ago at Rock at Automation Fair, I ran into Drawer and um, I feel bad. They're, these guys are my friends now too. Uh, I ran into the guys who created WonderLogics. So WonderLogics is a software IDE for writing PLC code. And originally, they only supported Ignition. So basically, or not Ignition, uh, Rockwell controllers. So they basically created a software IDE where you could use software developers to write PLC code. So you, you do it graphically Functional. in there, and then you export it. You just export it out to the uh, Rockwell PLC, and it gives you all of your documentation automatic, spits all nice. the documentation. Mm-hmm. So all your user documentation spit out of that environment. And they were there to pitch, you know, meet with Rockwell and stuff. And I I knew right away when I saw that platform, this is a game changer. And I wrote on my blog, listen, remember the name of this company, WonderLogics. These guys are, and and we were like in a little couch and just doing a demo. And the level of excitement I had with WonderLogics is the same level of excitement I had with Factory Studio once I kicked the tires. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting to be disappointed and didn't get disappointed. And what I had said with WonderLogics was you need to have Siemens support. Like if you want to know where you're gonna, you need to be able to write one program and spit it out to, mm-hmm. to two different PLCs if you want to. I, I can have the, the, an OEM may need to, may have to spec Rockwell hardware and he may have to spec Siemens hardware, but why should he have to write two separate programs? It's the same idea with you guys. And, and, exactly. and, and I, the, I, I, you, you give developers every possible tool they need to build solutions. If I need to do it purely database driven, I can do it with Factory Studio. If I need to do it purely drag tag driven, I can do it in Factory Studio. If I need to do it MQTT driven, asset model driven, if I want to write everything custom in .NET, if I want to write everything custom in C Sharp, if I want to write everything in Python, I can do that now. That is, that is the future of the industry. It's, it's placing no restrictions, uh, especially in software, placing no restrictions on the developer's capability to develop to develop a solution the way that they want to. That's ultimately what sets you guys apart. Let's let's hear what uh, Jennifer. You want to come up to the mic and introduce yourself. So, Jennifer, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and explain what you do for um, Tatsoft? Of course, my name is Jennifer Lemker, account executive at Tatsoft. Work with Dave and Mark. Um, pretty much, you know, support their customers. Anything from day-to-day operations, uh, account management, a little bit of everything. So. Okay. And what are some of the sales objections that you run into when, you know, proposing Factory Studio as a solution? I, to be honest, I really haven't run into too many objections. Actually, customers are very excited once we introduce it because the open, layered, you know, it's not ripping, replacing. We can complement what you already have. Um, the drivers are all included, the unlimited uh, clients, so it's been very, very uh, positive response from our customers. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You guys just have a beautiful sales staff. I mean, just look at Dave, <laughs> those, those blue eyes. I've never eyes. called that before, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, and also the new generation, because <laughs> as I told you, we are doing that for three decades. so. <laughs> That challenge now is to empower on the sales and also on the applications, this new 
generation of mm. engineers with the new masters. That's what we're working a lot. <laughs> do you track the number of downloads of the of the software? Do you? How do you? We have that. I don't. I, I haven't seen that number, but we do get quite a bit. Do you know if over the last year? I mean, are, you're seeing obviously continuous growth. But, yes, but uh, I, I cannot tell you the exactly number, but when you put out the 8.1 release, yeah. On the end of last year, we saw a clear <laughs> step uh, on that. I can't tell you how many other integrators have said to me, because you know, we mention your uh -huh. software all the time. And by the way, we, we I, our company does not get paid by Tatsoft. We don't have any, <laughs> there's no affiliate program. There's none of that. We don't, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, we believe in the platform. I can't tell you how many integrators have said to me, dude, where, like, Walker, what is Factory Studio? And like, so once they played with it, like uh, Justin uh -huh. Dean, for example, from CSE Icon, <laughs> sent me a message. He's like, man, like Factory Studio is legit. Like Sean Terrell from uh, Taiga, uh, the the integrator. Hey, Factory Studio is legit. I mean, this where the hell is this platform yeah. been? Honestly, we're happy to be able to get the message out. You know? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's the truth. So what, what's uh, what's the the plan for the platform over the next? Six to twelve months. What are what are the things that we can expect for the pla uh, the way that the platform will change over the next six to twelve months? Well, uh, there are some changes on the technical and on the marketing area. Uh, on the marketing, I would just mention quickly that this initiative should talk more. That's definitely on the roadmap now. <laughs> uh, uh, the last few years were a little bit too much uh, software programmers mm -hmm. <laughs> working, working in our little hidden secrets. <laughs> uh, but definitely uh, we shall create more online contents. But going back to the products, uh, one of the potential applications of our system was, as you described, the ability to be a data hub. But many of the first set of applications we had, just because it was people who knew us, were too much on traditional process control applications. Uh, factory floor, and on, MES, uh, OEE, oil and gas process. And over the last one year, and being able to have you also in our training was perfect. We start to go for more that you can uh, call uh, through IoT architectures. <laughs> because there is a big overlap. Mm -hmm. There are lots of applications that we talk a lot on 4.0 IoT. But when you really look what's being done, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just a traditional process automation with some little flavor. Right. Yeah. And, but the last one year, we start to really face more of those applications. And you are one of the driving forces, frankly, on that. <laughs> so we are adding more support for that. What that means, some of those items you told, you, you had said, just review, uh, being even more agnostic on the programming tools. Uh, we support our ads, uh, C Sharp, VB.NET, Python, and are going to have also support for functional programming. <laughs> Awesome. Probably F Sharp, or we are evaluating some so, other options. So crazy. I mean, there's no, literally no other platform mm -hmm. that has yeah. that level of support. Yeah, that came from Ecolab. Yeah. Uh, because they were able also to see that we are more than the presentation or data communication layer. Some advanced logic 
there is no real sense now in trying to do that programming on the PLC. <laughs> yeah. The PLC has and should have, but some of their advanced function programming, uh, Michael, that you knew, yeah. he wants to do that in our platform. And another one is that ability to have that three layers of tag, plant-wide tag, project server, and clients. Uh, and finally, more easy integration with additional data, data repositories. We have now ability to store data on Py, SQL, Audit, Azure, but we are going to expand that, uh, being able to have more easy integration with other external uh, storing packages, or Splunk, or have additional easier connection for those data store. Uh, you already have the connector for OSI Pi, right? Yes. So the Canary Labs, I see you guys yes, are talking to Jeff. Yes, it's the next one. Okay, so Canary Labs is next. I saw mm -hmm. you guys talking to Jeff last night. So. Yes, we did also for the G Prophecy okay. starting. So our goal, the same way you are agnostic on the PLC driver, we have more than 50 PLC drivers with no extra costs, right, all in the platform. We're doing that with the databases. Mm -hmm. So we are going to, to pick up many uh, products that they have historians, and also some open source databases to have very easy native integration. So when you pick up our platform, the same way you pick up your drivers, you pick up your historian solutions. Mm -hmm. So uh, for how do people get a hold of you guys? So uh, if they're, they want to test drive the software, if they want to... You can go to tadsoft.com and click on the product option, and then at the bottom there's a uh, request download. Fill it out. We'll give you a link right there. Okay. Awesome. Easiest way. Tadsoft.com, request to download, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And Factory Studio, one word. Yeah, yes. Factory Studio. <laughs> yes. That well, uh, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm running low on battery here. So, oh. Walker, Dave, Mark, thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Thanks. Looking Thanks. forward to doing more work with you guys in the future. Excellent. We do too. <laughs> he, he doesn't do this with me. Yeah. So, you guys are special. He doesn't give me the fist bump, he does the. That was good. That was really good. I think we touched on all the... the wow, stuff. it helps a lot. I was so distracted, though, by Zach's really cool hat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. It is a 